So welcome to our third video. And this video is a is pre-recorded before our public meeting yesterday. Um, but what we wanted to do is have some content out there. So for anyone that wasn't able to make the public meeting, we've got people in the USA, people in Wales. Um, it's not one where everyone could physically get there. We wanted to have something so that everyone was kept up to date. So as of this morning, our business plan has gone live on our website. So by all means, if you look into the uh, description of either the podcast or the YouTube, depending on what platform you're listening to it, um, the link's there and you can go and read the whole thing. But we wanted to sort of summarize it, explain it, give that a little bit more information. So that is the idea of today's show, very much to go through the presentation that we would be doing there. Um, we didn't want to record it just because the audio then wouldn't be great, etc. And it's it's just not, it's never great audio when you're trying to uh, record a sort of public meeting like that. So it's much better just to sit down um, and go through. So um, just to run through the agenda of what, what's on this show. So just for anyone that's trying to skip ahead because they want to listen to particular parts. So who we are, our journey so far, um, obviously then the Football Sports Association would speak um, the ownership model, club structure, which league, playing facilities, finances, manager and players, additional teams, um, and then where to find us all on social media, etc. Um, and then at the end, open up to Q&A, but all about the future. Um, this is not about looking back to East Surrey United. Um, at the end of the day, we were fans. Um, so the public meeting is very much about our future and what, what we can build together as a 100% fan-owned club. So who we are, run through. So I'm Jack. Um, I'm the chairman, got vice chairman is Jono Edwards, treasurer, Sean Rubman, football secretary, is Steve Edwards, um, club secretary is Dave Thatcher, media manager at the moment, Liam Kane, and then we've got fundraising manager, Jason Evans. Um, so that's the team, not filled every spot, which I'll come on to later. It wasn't about just getting a group together and um, none of us are in it as an ego trip. So if better people come along. No one's opposed to going, actually, I'll, I'll take this slightly different role, um, which is great. Um, everyone there is committed to the project, but it's not about them. It's about getting a football club up and running um, and the best people we want into every single role. Uh, because, hey, I used to just stand there and type in some football scores onto my phone when someone scored. Um, but I was there just drinking with my dog, with my mates, having great fun. Um, and that's the key thing that we all want back. Um, it's why we're all in this and um, we all enjoyed our Saturdays and Tuesdays and all sorts of other random days at times where we could go and watch a game um, together. Um, but yeah, we're all fans, we're all volunteers. Um, none of us were involved in that sort of proper running of the club. Um, it was just match day stuff at most. Um, also took some kit, drove some kit to a few games because why not? It's got to get there. Um, so our journey so far. We came together at the end of September. Um, so it was the start of September when the club folded. Um, and the, the first part, we wanted to sort of just set out an agreed vision from that first meeting. What, what are we coming together to try and achieve? So there were six things we agreed on. It was 100% fan owned. We were going to be transparent, which is rare for football clubs. Lots of stuff happens behind the scenes and you just see it sort of leak out. Um, and as well, is players that get signed and you find out about them when they appear in the lineup. We want to just make that so the fans are more aware of what's going on. We want to be democratic um, because we want you to have a say on 
what our decisions are. Um, we want to be sustainable. So it's not about going hell for leather, blowing the budget, going, oh, we must get promoted or else. Um, we never want to be in that sort of position because having a club that we can all go and enjoy is more important than trying to go, oh, if we go for broke, if we don't get promoted, we might fold. Um, that's never where we want to be. We want to preserve the amber and black, which was our old kit colours. So they'll always remain the home kit colours. And the club name, East Thurrock Community Football Club, is what we decided. We don't legally own East Thurrock United. Um, so we needed to change something. Uh, we still wanted to keep East Thurrock Football Club. And then we settled on community um, as the best route to go because, hey, we want to be a community-owned football club. Lot and lot of research. Um, I've opened up personally every non-league um, club website in England um, and looked at how they do it, everything there. And we as a team, we've reached out to lots of leagues. Um, and that was really important early on that we needed to get a really good idea of what we were going into, what other clubs do, because we're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, we're taking what other clubs have done and then using that, refining it. <laughs> Can we do this a little bit better? Next up, we've got the Football Support Association. So they came and spoke, um, obviously. Can't tell you exactly what they spoke with detail, but it was all around the community-owned football club and a community benefit society. Um, so that's just one share, one vote. Um, so no one can run away. Someone can come put a million pound in. They still only get one vote. Um, they're not entitled to any more. So no one can come buy us out. There are mechanisms because if you look at Wrexham, what happened over there, that if you wanted to all vote and suddenly, hey, the Rock decides that he wants to buy the Rocks, um, maybe that's one we can look at as fans, but um, it's not one that is going to be dictated um, to us, someone coming in and sort of uh, purchasing the club from under us. Um, there's lots of other protection in there. Um, there's no liability, though. That's one thing I really want to point out. Um, and it is a fair question to ask when you're buying into it. Um, so effectively, what it would be, it's one pound of your membership uh, fee is what you buy the share with. Um, but that's one that if the club goes boom, gets sued, goes into whatever, some unknown debt insurance claim, whatever it might be comes along and the club's no longer running, you just lose that one pound. You're not, None of your personal stuff is on the line and, and that's the really key thing with this because uh, we don't want any risk for anyone we we don't want that as committee members but even for you as fan owners um everyone's in a, a good position there um so why become an owner so vote some key decisions that might be badge where we play what the kit is um and as the journey goes along we're constantly pushing as much stuff as we can to fan votes um, because, hey, it's, it's better that you decide and we come together than we'll do the due diligence, look at different kits and go, hey, there might be this really fancy kit, but we can't pay a crazy price for it. Here's all the realistic options. Choose which one you want. Let's work with that company. Let's get some designs up. Which one do we want to vote on? All of that sort of stuff is the way we want it to operate. Um, so that's there. Um, and even stuff down to we'd like to explore the possibility of sort of having a charity sleeve sponsor, um, a local charity. And then we as fans can come together and vote on which charity that is. So um, it's one that as much say as we can, we want it to be a fan decision. We'll happily do the due diligence, but let the fans decide. Um, and it's one that we can then all buy in. Um, you know, again, ability to stand for the committee. 
So we're going to have a committee. If you've the um, FSA, so Football Sports Association, have recommended that you do that after you're playing your first season. So this would be in sort of June, July 2025. We'd have our first committee vote. Um, and what we've said is you need to be a member for 12 months or more um, to stand for the committee. And then you need to have been a member for six months or more, both continuously um, to vote in that committee vote, just so someone can't rock up um, a day before um, become an owner with 100 mates and then uh, try to sabotage the club. Um, receive a weekly newsletter. So obviously lots of stuff goes on social media. We want to send even more out. And then we'll have a monthly town hall meeting. So that's every month. Um, get together and then you can ask any questions. We'll have the committee there. We'll work with getting someone from the football management side there once that's in place. Um, and it's just allowing for that transparency. And it's also a social side. It's great to get together. Um, looking at potentially once we get those running, can we just add sort of a curry night on the back of it um, for people that want to then come along to that? Um, because, hey, being part of a football club, it's not just 90 minutes of football. It's a social side we want to build. Um, so we're going to put that in place too. But it, it's an opportunity to then come and ask any questions. Um, there's obviously, if you've got questions through the uh, the month, you can always email in. We'll always answer them. Um, but it's one that we want to put that there it's an ownership model, but how to become an owner. There's three different options that are going to be in place. So monthly, which is £5 a month, annual, which is £50 a year, and lifetime, which is £1,000 one-off. Um, that was the price model looking around at lots of different clubs that we thought was the best. Um, it gives us a decent amount of money and allows us to just be sustainable um, because then we don't want to be relying on one person to fund the club because that's how you get into financial difficulties. Um, and so at the moment, we're still going through the process with the Football Sports Association who assist in the registration. Um, so they're going to help us uh, put all that in. Um, and then once we're a registered community benefit society, the monthly ones will go live at that point. Um, at the moment, what we're allowing is £50 donations, which will then become a fan owner once the legal process is finalised. Um but that's there. So any questions you've got, let us know, but that'll entitle you to votes on where we play, uh, the club badge, stuff like that already. Um, but then yeah, it'll automatically transfer to club ownership from the date of the donation. Um, but yeah. So club structure, um, the committee. So fan ownership will vote for the committee, um, obviously in a year and a bit's time. Crazy to think we're in 2024 already. But different roles on the committee. You've got the chairman, which is myself, uh, very much overseeing everything. Um, the engagement between the committee and fan ownership, responsible there. Um, then we've got vice chairman. That's very much a focus on the football side. So how do we um, engage with management, make sure everything's there? Um, it's that link between the, the fan run club side and the footballing side because it's not up for us to dictate what the manager does and everything like that this isn't going to be i've seen some crazy fan run stuff in the us where they're they're trying to start, decide which player to sign and all that sort of stuff we're not doing that it's for the manager to manage and it's up to us to run the club um then we've got the club secretary so that's very much the keeping the membership list um, are we legally registered as a club and a community benefit society, minuting meetings, um, processing through whenever we've got a fan vote? 
Then we've got the three revenue generating roles. So we've got fundraising manager. That's all from your game day fundraising through to um, anything else that we can come up with, events, whether it's quiz nights, stuff like that. It could be anything. But they're there all about how do we generate more money for the club. Um, then we've got sponsorship manager. So that's game day sponsor, kit sponsors, um, signs around the ground, um, grant funding, all of that stuff sits within sponsorship manager because, hey, that's more the fundraising is coming from the fans, sponsorship manager. There'll be some stuff like player sponsors and stuff that will come from the fans, but a lot will come from businesses, um, local businesses, national businesses. Who knows? Let's ask everyone and see what we can get. And then the third one is community manager. That one's very much for how do we grow the community club? How do we get more fan owners? So that person's very much in charge of that. So it's everything from organizing. I want to stick a leaflet through every door in Stanford and Coronham. So 10,000 doors. Um, put those through because that way everyone knows the club then exists. Lots more people will probably become fan owners. Um, and that's there. Um, so that's community. And then it's stuff like getting mascots to the games, whether that's working with local youth teams, local schools. Um, it's just a really nice touch to have. Then we've got media manager, which just covers everything from your doing match reports, program, the website, um, video content. Um, yeah, what, everything and more um, under there. And then facilities manager. So that's one of just making sure the facilities up to scratch, which easily could come within um, contract for every rent or something like that. But it's even looking at the big picture. Um, if we want to sort of maybe have a stadium built using grant funding, other stuff like that. And um, that would sit under that person to sort of not project manage, but oversee that from our fan side. So that's the eight roles that are elected by fan ownership. And then we have two roles on the committee that are appointed by the committee afterwards. And that's just because they're incredibly important. So um, widely considered the most important role in a uh, non-league club is football secretary. So that's the person that engages with the league does the match day team sheet, um, transfers in and out, responsible for that paperwork. So all of that sort of stuff sits with the football secretary. Um, and then the other one is treasurer, which obviously is all the financials. So with those two roles, what we'll do is the fan ownership will elect the committee of eight. And then the committee of eight will then appoint two people want a football secretary role want the treasurer role the reason for that is it's just such delicate work that we couldn't have someone just get elected into one of those roles because they're popular and then they turn around and go oh, we don't know what we want uh don't know what we need to do etc so um we're just going to put in a model where fans will elect the eight and then those two will just be appointed um, we just feel that's the best way um and that committee then as many of them as possible will always be at the monthly town hall meetings. So if you're a fan owner, you can go and ask questions um, and then we'll answer those. Um, I'll always endeavor to be there. Uh, who knows? There might be an odd month in the next however many years I'm in this role where I might actually have a holiday. So um, we'll play that one by ear. Um, and then there's lots of additional roles as well. So it's not just those 10 that sit on the committee. Um, we've got lots of people and opportunities to volunteer under those. So under media managers, it might be video, photography, match reports, website, programs, under the treasurer's accounting, um, under sort of sponsorship, um, player and match day sponsorship, grant funding, all of that sort of different stuff um, 
sits under them. So don't just think, hey, we only need 10 volunteers. I think we probably need to be in the range of 25, 30, if I'm honest, um, because the more people we get on board, the more work can be done. So like grant funding, that could just be someone's role. I'm just going to look out for anywhere I can find grant funding, ask the questions of other clubs, um, lots of great stuff like that. So it's one that I envisage it's much better to have sort of a 30 people taking on different roles and each owning their little bit of space and people will sit under different stuff. So if you're grant funding, you'll work with the sponsorship manager. Um, but that's one where everyone can then take their piece on um, and really focus on that rather than you have a committee of three, four people and people are taking on just too many roles and they're not getting the time to really focus and deliver to the extent you want. So um, that's where we want to go. It's not one where we desperately need to fill all those roles tomorrow. But if you're keen to volunteer, I'll put a link in uh, this episode um, where you can click on that link or you can just go to our website and there's a bit on volunteering. You don't ever have to have done the role before. Just tell us it, what role are you interested in and is there any experience or is it just a passion? Um, so we're more than willing to work with you. No one on the committee has ever run a football club before. We've been involved in lots of organisations, different people, and we're bringing our best practice together. But it's one where we're really developing um, as a team and just join. Um, so any of those additional roles, they're non-voting roles. They might get added to the committee um, and you might be like grant funding might be invited to just one off committee meeting because we don't want to waste anyone's time and say, hey, everyone needs to attend the committee. But you're there and you can just keep in touch with everything going on. So which league? Um, I spoke quite a bit about this in our last video. Um, so I won't go too much into depth, um, but it looks like it'll be the Essex Olympian League that we apply to join. We don't know exactly if that's in the Premier or slightly below, and that will be for the league committee to vote on. But um, that way, that's step seven or tier 11 of the football pyramid. Uh, to get back to where we were, it's up to the Thurlow South, then to the Essex Senior League, and then to the Ishmael North, um, which is where the club folded. Um, but that's our goal. If we end up in the Premier, it's an eight-year plan. So for every league we need to go up, we're setting the goal of two years. Um, and then once we get to the Ishmael North, that's when we can start planning how do we get to the Ishmael Prem. And the, the long-term dream for me, I, I, I would love to run a club that is in the Essex Senior, not Essex Senior, is in the National League South. So that's where I want to be because that was just the most fun league um, to play in um, from everything down to, where did we go? We went down to um, Churo in Cornwall, um, all of that sort of stuff. It's just a great level of football and really good standard to watch. Um, so certainly one uh, where long, long term I'd love to be, but that's just going to take time. The more fan owners we get, the more games we more we can invest in players, the more we can go up the leagues and win and be successful. So uh, it's really down to you guys. Um, if you want to be a part of this uh, project, then uh, we would love to have you on board because it's, it's going to be a ride. Um, playing facilities. So touched on obviously a lot of this in the last video. What's required? Um, Essex Olympian League. It it's a rope round a pitch. It's changing facilities. It, it's not too much. It's really easily achievable for anyone trying to set up sort of a football club. Uh, clubhouse is strongly recommended. And then um, 
the Thurlow Nunn South Eastern Counties League, which is step six or the 10th year of English football, that's where lots and lots of requirements are then added. Um, so it's a lot tougher. So going into that level's a challenge. Um, that's one where you, you've got to have what people would consider a proper football stadium. Um, floodlights, it's got to be boundaried off, not just the pitch, but the the area where the ground is, turnstiles, all that sort of stuff. So um, that that's a, a big bar that we're going to need to meet at an appropriate time. Um, but that's not the focus because you've got six months from when the first committee meeting happened to get in the club registered. Um, so we just need to fly through and uh, get this done nice and quick. So process for deciding where we play next season, this upcoming season. Um, how we're going to do that is anyone that becomes that does that donation to become a fan owner, they will get a vote um, at some point in February. Um, and then that's where we will decide where we want to play. Um, so if you want to decide and that vote, then um, by all means, go on to Fanbase, which is the website where we're hosting the membership, uh, make your donation, and then you'll be given the details during Feb. Um, and as well, the details on voting for the badge um, and when we get the final group. And that decision on where we play in 2024, 2025 is different to where we play long term. So a big focus hasn't gone on where we play, where we see ourselves for the next 20, 30 odd years, because as I said, there's six months um, to get registered and get everything set up with the club. I'd love looking at the big picture, but that's not one. So the options like down the billet, all of that stuff still in play um, and potentially getting a stadium built down there. But that's not one where it was ever going to be finished by March. So it's just not a priority and focus for us straight away. So because when looking and the guidance on the Essex Olympian League website. Um, and interestingly, there's a merger going on there. Um, what we found is Clubhouse repeatedly is just like really advised. Um, and that's one that we get in the feel like if you haven't got that, you could be in the fourth tier of the Essex Olympian League. Um, whereas if you have got that, they seem like they'll be more positive towards your application, potentially into the Premier Um into that sort of second tier maybe so that's one that really played in our mind so this is a list that we pulled together of all the pitches in Stamford Hope and Corringham so this isn't one that we've got deals lined up with all of these we just wanted to present to you our long list um, so that's there that we went through at the meeting um, the ones that have got clubhouse um, these are all reaching out talk to them and if you get involved and you become a do a donation you will get a vote um on this list once we shortlist it we'll share with you the pros and cons of each um but the shell club rookery hill the peg slash wildcrest hassenbrook and with the potential of the ecta as a clubhouse and the rugby cricket club obviously the issue there is they don't have a marked out football pitch currently um but that's the five options that we could come up with um in stanford and coronam that have a clubhouse not saying that any of those um, are all possible. Rookery Hill, for instance, is just going to cost far too much money for us setting up in year one. Um, but it's one that we're openly talking or have spoken to all of them. And that's what that February meeting is going to be about. So if you want to say on where we play, do that. And if you're part of one of those organizations thinking, oh, I haven't heard about this yet. It could be one that there's no clubhouse and it's not on that that other list that we shared at the meeting. 
um, or it could be we've spoken to someone else um, at the club. But we've made, reached out and we're going to speak to all of them, maybe not the Rugby and Cricket Club, um, just because there's no Mark Dale football pitch. But the other four we've spoken to or reaching out to all of them across January. Um, so that's one that uh, we are underway with that. And it, as I said, the way we plan to run this club is we're here to do the due diligence. We're here to present the pros and cons out of all the research we've sat there and done. And then we will report back and the fans get to vote. That is the process that we want. And that's what we're really uh, positive about. Rookery Hill is just not financially viable. Um, that's even if they want us there um, because we've not really heard anything back on a uh, view from them. It's Romford, but it's one that we're keen as much as we can. Let's look at the realistic options, decide. And this is just a question for 2024, 2025. This isn't a, this is where we're going to play for the next 20 years. Um, so, oh, and one other bit for where we play. Um, I should have probably covered it in uh, which league. There's an, ticket charging for people to get into football games doesn't really start until Thurlow South. So that means free football um, in year one. And until we get promoted out of the Essex Olympian. Um, so good news for you as a fan. Um, obviously, we'll be asking for some donations because we need to um, pay for wherever we end up playing. But it's one that um, free football. Who doesn't love free football? Um, you're not going to be expected to pay like £15 if you go down the road to some other clubs in um, Thurrock. Uh, it's one that we're going to make this accessible. So by all means, where we get everything set up, Come down, enjoy it. Um, it should be great fun. Um, so next up, finances. Um, we want to make sure everything's fully sustainable. We're going to publish accounts at the end of every year so people can see um, what's going on and where we are at. So they've got the confidence. Um, we've got three main ways revenue is going to come in. is through our owners, through our fans, through our members. Um, sponsorship and fundraising. So that's the three areas. And just by spreading that out, it just puts us in a financially better spot than we're relying on one benefactor that if finances or the, the world economy turns, suddenly they can't afford to give us any money. Um, and then the football club's on its face. We want to try early on. There's not going to be massive player budgets. As we said, there's no charging for fans to get in um, down at the Essex Olympian level. So, that's one where we can hopefully bank a little bit of money so that when we get into the stage of we're setting player budgets, et cetera, that we can sit there and we can go, actually, we've got money here. We know that we can afford this entire season because what lots of football clubs will end up doing is they set a budget based on how much money they think will come in during the year. And that issue can then arise halfway through the season. They realize that money isn't coming in, gate, gate receipts are down, whatever it might be. And then they start jettisoning players um, and it can be so frustrating. But what we can do is we can set that budget and know, hey, we've banked this all. We know where we are and we almost play a year ahead um, in terms of budget. So that's our aspiration. I'm not going to say we're definitely going to get there, um, but that's something we're keen to do because we never want to um, put the sustainability of the club at risk. Manager and players and timeline. Um, so... We've had lots of inquiries for becoming manager. Um, it's one that 
we want to nail down and know exactly what league we're in before we're going to start opening up the process, as is right, because who wants to become manager of a club where they don't know what league they're in? Um, we're not taking applications from anyone that played football manager. Um, I, I loved, spent many an hour in that game, taking East Thurrock to the Premier League, um, but that is not a, uh, a requirement, unfortunately. So for anyone um, printing off their East Thurrock uh, football manager CV, um, we're unfortunately not going to accept you. <laughs> but uh, it's one that once the league's accepted and we know we're in, which hopefully it'll be around March time, April, we will then get in contact. We'll open up this process, allow people to apply. Um, and then once those applications are in, that's where we'll filter, we'll interview and we'll appoint. Um, and then the manager is responsible for the players. So it's one that having done lots of research, spoken to lots of clubs and sort of, actual league managers they said this is actually the easiest part of a football club which we thought would be a big big challenge um, but they said there's lots of people out there that will step up manage um, and they will then be responsible for getting the players together um, so really keen we want to move this as quickly as possible but you can't run a process um, until you've got everything appointed and as we go up the leagues there'll be a more and more budget for players and managers um, because we appreciate that there are requirements um, but it tends to just be some expense stuff once you're in um, that Essex Senior League, Essex Senior League, Essex Olympian um, League, which as well, just to note, there's merger talks going on with three leagues there. So the Essex Olympian, the Mid-Essex League and the South End, um, South End and Borough or South End um, etc league so that's another one just to keep an eye on we don't know the full details yet um, but that could be one where there's a shake-up um, for how that league looks um, because if we look at the Essex Olympian at the moment looking at 14 teams and there, there's less teams because you're playing just on Saturdays because there's no floodlights etc um, so that's one that it will all iron out um, additional teams, sort of like people have asked women's teams, youth teams, reserve teams, Sunday teams. We aspire to offer everything, um, even disability teams, um, which actually someone emailed us a really helpful email about that. Um, but it's one that we're never going to do that for year one, just because let's get that first team set up working and then we can look how we add. And it's not one we're going to create teams just for the sake of creating teams. If someone's doing it better in a really good way already, great. We can ask, hey, can we support this? Is there anything you need? We're not going to go, oh, there's already a women's team um, in this area, or there's already a youth team or a Sunday team or a disability team. We're going to create one because we want our own. We want to work with everyone and offer football for all. So any route where there's a team missing people want to come to us and work with us we will do that but that won't be something we offer in year one um let's get that up and up running in terms of the east thurrock youth teams um from east thurrock united uh when we announced we were setting up they said we want to operate differently um that they felt that was the best model for them and we wish them all the best so that's one why they never came with us and um, that was their choice and quite rightly it should be the choice of the um the youth committee on what happens with the youth team it wasn't for up to us to dictate and we never planned to so um no best of luck to them and who knows in the future as we go up the leagues everything suddenly becomes easier 
but we aspire to offer youth, women's, reserve, Sunday, disability teams. There's no reason why um, we couldn't have everything on offer. Um, and that's just great then for local people. Let's be a community club that offers football for all. My knees, they're not going to play football anymore, but um, I'll enjoy watching it all. And so where to find us? Um, website at the moment is www.eastthurrockcfc.wordpress.com. Um, there's a new one in the works. Um, Mondays, we drop obviously this videos onto YouTube and Spotify. Won't be one this Monday because we're dropping it slightly earlier with the public meeting. And then Fridays, we always do a post on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So keep an eye out for those. Um, the handle on all of them is at East Thurrock CFC, apart from Spotify that you just have the whole name. Um, but no, that was our presentation for the public meeting. I hope everyone found that useful. Um, in terms of questions about our future, if you've got any, just send an email to eastthurrockcfc at gmail.com and then I'll get back to them. Um, if you put it straight in the video comments, I might not see it. Um, so feel free to drop me an email and then I'll get back to you. But uh, as always, up the rocks. And if you think about becoming a fan owner, please do it. It means the world to us. And the more leagues, this journey is going to be fun. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe to whether this is Spotify podcast or YouTube and have a great day. Bye.